0: wouldn't you agree I got five dollars this is a run to the left
1: how many tackles can one man break
2: you're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable
0: humans need fantasy to be human my goodness that was good you guys are pros the best
2: relentless refusing to give up all uh, right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. Welcome to the Week Eleven Fantasy Flex Podcast, presented by Prize Picks. This is our main slate podcast. I am your host, Chris Raybon, joined as always by my dude Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on? Uh, not much. Uh,
1: you know, we did a good job hitting that two pack. Uh, Van Jefferson over and Devo under. I oh, feel no, like not Devo, not
2: Devo. How dare you? Oh, oh, shoot! Ayuk, how <laughs> Ayuk. dare you? Devo oh, didn't go under anything. You
1: know Devo went off. Yeah, De- that was Devo went uh, under
2: the Rams' defense was, and into the end zone.
1: He was my captain, um, <laughs> but yeah, thank God, thank God, the Niners uh won handily because I think Ayuk probably would have gone over that. Uh, but Monday, Monday games have been very well to me and DFS and player props. It's Sunday night football has been tough for me. So uh, it's Tuesday morning. So that means I'm happy. Had a good Monday night. How about you?
2: Yeah, I pretty much stayed off that game. Like I knew the sharps were on San Francisco. I had a good DFS game, but um, like betting wise, I was just like, I get why the sharps are on San Francisco, but I, I was concerned about the right side of their line. So I ended up passing, mm-hmm. but um, you know, I'm sure most people that did bet the game bet on San Francisco. So seemed like a good, uh, seemed like a good night for most people. My guy Debo went off. Love to see. Oh it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, enjoyed the game. Like for I like got on primetime games, they primetime games this year have been so loony. I mean, especially Thursday nights, but like it seems like every primetime game now there's an upset or just something goes crazy. So, um I've been trying to, you know, kind of reel it in a little bit and, <laughs> and, and with these primetime games and, and be smart. So, um yeah, let's get to uh, let's get to week 11 though and we'll start with a primetime game and it is the Thursday night uh, game between the Atlanta Falcons, the New England Patriots. The Patriots are 7 point favorites on the road. The total 47 and a half. Sean, what are you thinking here for the captain spot? There's a bit of uncertainty at the running back positions for both teams. Cordero Patterson looks like uh, he may miss this game, uh, maybe out a couple of weeks. And then on the other side, Damian Harris uh, looks like he will be back. He, I believe he practiced uh, or his designation was limited practice uh, for the walkthrough on Monday so it creates kind of this interesting juxtaposition because there's not a lot of receivers, I think, in this one to kind of go with in the captain spot, especially for Atlanta. You're kind of, uh, you know, against that Belichick defense. They're number one in DVOA against tight ends. So it's, it's kind of a tough choice here. And then they priced up Wayne Gallman above Mike Davis. I don't know if you saw that, but <laughs> Wayne Gallman, 8,400 on draft game. They've been listening to our Monday yeah, pod. Davis, 5,800. But like got like $2,600 difference. <laughs> Wayne Gauman. I mean, <laughs> it's just absurd. Uh, it's it's hilarious. It's absurd. It's all these things. But yeah, like so I'm like, what do you think? Captain spot here.
1: Um. Yeah, so there's, I mean, there's a lot of uh, questionable players in this game, so it's really hard to break it on yet. But I think for the Patriots side, if Damian Harris is out, uh, I think Ramondre Stevenson is a, you know, no-brainer for the captain slot. If you want to go there, um, it should be a positive game script, you know, that the Patriots are minus seven. Uh, but he's been involved in the passing game as well, so he could be a true workhorse back if Harris is out, and I guess Brandon Bolden's questionable too. Um, so it might be pretty obvious to to play Stevenson the captain slot come Thursday. But uh, right now, I'm thinking about him. And then on the Falcons side, there, there's not much there, so I think Kyle Pitts is the no brainer. Uh, but you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Bill Belichick mm-hmm. uh, creates the entire game plan to slow him down. But yeah. Pitts is good enough. Uh, this is this is more of a bet on talent. He's been good against. Uh, man coverage this year so I, I you know if if you're watching this game you want to have some fun you kind of want Kyle Pitts as your captain I want to be rooting for him so uh, probably go Pitts there but I think either way if you go Stevens or Pitts you're gonna to have to get creative um, with the rest of your lineup so I think that's that's where I'm going to be creative and you know look for leverage whereas captain this game there there aren't enough options I'm I'm probably gonna stick with those two guys
2: yeah I I don't I do I don't think I want Kyle Pitts. I mean, Bill Belichick's just been so good. Like, remember DJ Moore a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Uh, You know, it just doesn't seem like these receivers do anything against the Stevenson. The Falcons are so easy to defend because if they don't have Patterson, Pitts really is the only guy. So I think it has to be a Patriot here. And I think it's Harris or Stevenson. I think if Harris plays, you kind of split up the exposure between both of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's possible that Stevenson sees more work, you know coming, coming off that really good game here with the hundred yards and the two scores. Uh, but it's also possible Belichick says, Hey, the rookie, you know, this is a, that was a, t- a big workload for a rookie. Harris is fresh. Um, it was a concussion. So it's not like he's, you know, any part of his body that he would run with, um, is banged up. So he could also get a big workload. Both of them could hit. I mean, in this kind of game here, uh, they could dominate the time of possession. So Harris or Stevenson for me, hoping Harris sits again. Cause then, yeah, then it's yeah. An obvious <laughs> smash spot. Uh, like 95% exposure, Stevenson. Yep. Uh, all right. What about cheat
1: codes? Well, you know, we love going with backup tight ends, uh, but unfortunately, this game, well, let's just put it like this way that these two backup tight ends are two of the best backup tight ends in the game, and John U. Smith and Hayden Hurst, but they're both questionable. So that sucks. So we can't really talk about them. So, um, you know, for the Falcons side, uh, you mentioned maybe it's Mike Davis because uh, Wayne Gallman saw a ton of work last week. That was probably due to the blowout, um, which says a lot. Maybe they're protecting Mike Davis because they still consider him to be the number two uh, running back on the team. But um, I- I'm probably not going to be targeting Falcons running backs, especially if Cordell Patterson plays. Uh, but I think Tajay Sharp is an interesting cheat code for the Falcons. Um, you know, Gage, Zacchaeus and Sharp have been getting pretty even playing time, but Sharp's been pretty much non-existent the past couple of games. Um, so, you know, he's one of those guys where you wouldn't play him on a normal slate, but just for this game, he only needs a couple catches, maybe a deep ball, um, and he can break the slate. So I think Tajay Sharp for the Falcon side is probably my cheat code. And then on the Patriots side, I don't really like this guy. Like my projections aren't nice to him, but Nelson Aguilar, uh, he's probably due for one more big game the rest of the season. Um, it could be this week. Uh so he's probably worth a flyer. Um, unfortunately, you know, he's hit his floor way too many times uh this season to really trust him here. But you know, he he's one of those guys where he does have a high ceiling, um, especially against this Falcons defense. He's uh, been a lot better against zone this year. Uh Falcons play zone at the eighth half straight. So you could do worse than like a Nelson Aguilar on this type of slate.
2: Yeah, for me, it's it's pretty simple. Patriots defense. Uh they've had <laughs> yeah. double digit points in four straight games. And I I think Patterson's going to miss. I think there's a very small chance that he's going to play. It sounds like he's week to week. So I know we're recording this early Tuesday. We don't like to, we don't like to give, you know, definites here if a guy hasn't been ruled out, but it really looks like he's going to be a short week and they're calling him week to week. Uh, So I I don't think he's going to go. I think it makes this uh, offense extremely easy to defend and, This has been a very volatile offense. Like when it's on, it's on, and Matt Ryan Mm -hmm. throws for like three scores and over 300 yards. But he's had a couple of just disgusting games, Uh, and I think this is going to be another one here. So going with the correlation between, you know, my my captain is going to be Harris or Stevenson, and then I'm getting that Patriots defense, and that that'll pretty much account for exposure of all my lineups. We'll just have that that stack, Uh, and then I'll just build around that. Nice. Uh, let's uh, let's get into the main slate here for week number 11. We will start at the quarterback position. Sean, give me your top five for week number 11. So I got Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, and Dak Prescott. I have Allen, Jackson, Mahomes, Brady Prescott. So pretty much the same mm. five, except uh, did some tweaks to my projections earlier this morning, and Allen's coming out a little bit. Uh, above here, I think that Colts defense is just one uh, at zone D. I think Allen's going to be able to to kind of um spread that a little more than you know Jackson going against the Bears in in Chicago. I just think it'll be a little more of a gritty kind of game for 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 them. Still, like Jackson is a top two guy, but going back to Josh Allen here uh, as the QB one and Mahomes is right on the heels too. Like yep. you could make a case because this Dallas, like right now, you know the total is around fifty six. It's early in the week, so I'm still tinkering with the. My projections, but if if my total ends up projected higher than that, uh Mahomes only needs like a few tenths of a point to jump Uh-oh. everyone, so um Mahomes may be back, and like i I can make a case for Mahome's Dak one two, you know in in these uh
1: yeah the top the top five <laughs> is stacked, and now yeah. Brady's coming <laughs> off of two straight losses. So, yeah, I think this top five, you could reshuffle any different way and I wouldn't argue against it, you know.
2: Do we even have data for Brady coming off two straight losses? Like, <laughs> is it don't... just his, his suspension, right? That's like four, we keep that as four <laughs> straight losses and then he went Yeah, how often year. has he lost
1: two straight <laughs> games? Know. It's got to be uh, rare. Yeah. Probably sure, don't have a uh, big sample size to go off of.
2: Yeah, is that the, uh, is, that, is that a primetime game this week? The, the Bucks game, or is that a Sunday game? Yeah, no, a it's Monday, Monday football. Oh, yes, I think I'm writing that one up uh, this week. So uh, everyone nice. can look out for that at ActionNetwork.com. I'll definitely have that little nugget in there for you guys. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a stacked top five. Uh, you know, all these guys uh, are obviously in play in tournaments. But, you know, who do we kind of like uh, for our, you know, cash games or, or some DFS cheat codes, some cheaper guys that that we would look to to pivot to in tournaments? Well, for the
1: expensive guys, I think Dak Prescott at 7,200 um, is a great play. This this game should be a shootout. Um, and I think Michael Gallup being back is huge. You know, he has one of the best wide receiver trios in the game now. And Dalton Schultz. So uh, Dak's ceiling is super high here. Uh, I love stacking that game, but I think everybody will. Um, but he's probably the best top option this week. And then I, I like Derek Carr at 5,900. I think this Raiders-Bengal game. Um, is a sneaky shootout. You know, the, the total is 49 and a half. It's like a three way tie for the second highest total. There's a ton of options in this game. So um, I like Carr and then kind of building around game stacks uh, for that one. And I think Deshaun Jackson, like if he can catch the ball and go the correct direction, um, you know, he gives Carr uh, a higher ceiling. So um, Carr's shown a really high ceiling this year. So anytime he could be, uh, you know, anytime you can get him under 6K, he's he's certainly worth it. Um, And then Cam Newton at $5,100. This price seems egregious uh, if if he starts this week. But um, we saw this this week uh, that, you know, they're going to have goal line packages for him uh, to get some rushing scores like we saw last year on the Pats. Um, And he has, you know, better receivers than he did last year. He has DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson flashed the upside we knew was there, and he has Christian McCaffrey. So love Newton's upside. He's way too cheap. And this football team, you know, they lost Montez Sweat, and now they lost Chase Young for the season. Um, and their defensive line was the only saving grace for this defense. So now they have nothing. So this is a team uh, I like attacking when it comes to fantasy. So uh, Cam Newton at 5,100, he'll probably be very highly rostered, but I don't care. He He's worth every penny this week.
2: Yeah, like Cam, like Dak. Uh, Dak probably still ends up uh, as my cash game QB unless we're really mm-hmm. tight for salary Then I may consider Cam. I still think Cam's floor is – You know, you still kind of question it just because we haven't really (laughs) seen him start a game. You know, he was pretty bad last year as a passer. Um, You know, a lot of that, I'm sure, was due to the Patriots receiving core. Um, But uh, another guy I I like is Tua Tungavailoa. Uh, He looks like he's going to start. And the Jets have given up a cool 44 points per game over the last four games. I mean, this is just a smash spot. And Tua has gone off against these bad defenses. He's lucked out into playing quite a few of them in the few starts that he's made this year. Uh, but you know, if you'll remember, against the Falcons, he went for 291 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, against the Jaguars, 329 yards uh, and and two touchdowns. And then, uh, you know, in relief last week, he was pretty solid, 158 passing yards on just 13 attempts, uh, and then a a rushing touchdown as well. So um, mixed in has been you know a game against Buffalo and a game against the Belichick defense. So pretty much, he's had a, a tough. He's had like this like volatile schedule where he either plays like the toughest possible matchup <laughs> or the easiest. And this is the easiest again. Yep. So uh, you know, two is in my top 10 this week. I, I really like, I think I like him more than than Derek Carr actually, just because Carr has been trending downward. Wait, we, I, like, I don't know if defenses have figured him out, but he had a pretty bad game against the giants and then another one against the chiefs. So um, I, I think I I'd roll a Tua over him. And then another guy with kind of in that Cam Newton uh, tier with a, you know, high a High ceiling, but a very low floor, Justin Fields. But I was, uh, I was, you know, optimistic after what I saw against Pittsburgh. I think Fields showed some things as a passer. I think he's, he is, you know, it sounds like a cliche, but the young quarterback looks like he's getting a little better week by week. It is a cliche. You could have a bad game at any time. But that's what it looks like at least to me. And I think the key is he's using his legs more. Um, you know, he's, he, he's kind of getting out the pocket when he needs to. He's a little more decisive. So I think Fields is worth a uh, some exposure in tournaments, uh, at least down there uh, uh, under 6K just for his rushing ability. Remember, the Ravens like to play man to man coverage. So it's either, you know, they, they, it's either they're going to kind of have to go away from what they do. And then I think that helps Fields uh, throwing the ball or if they play man coverage, I think he's going to be able to break off some chunk plays uh, on the ground.
1: Yeah, and you you pretty much called Tua last week. You were questioning um, if he was even like too injured to play. It could have been something a little more behind the scenes. And then when Jacoby went down, right, Tua yeah. came and he looked fine. And then the fine. funny thing is, the funny thing is, he threw that pass, and it looked like he actually hurt his finger. Yep, he did. He <laughs> the finger it. that I was think, hurt. Yeah. and it didn't really phase him. So it one makes you wonder if his finger was even injured to begin with, or like bad enough to be, sit him out. Um, but yeah, he seemed healthy. So who knows what's going on there, though.
2: I, from I mean, this is just a guess, but I think he probably passive aggressively said something that they didn't like. Um, yeah. Because remember, he had that quote that "I don't feel wanted around here" when they were talking about Deshaun uh, Watson in the trade talks. And maybe they just, you know, how coaches are, with especially a guy like Brian Flores. He's from yeah. the Belichick camp. Like he was probably like, "Oh, if you, this guy thinks he's gonna a distraction, I, I don't know." Brian Flores hasn't had many good moments this year, so I just, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm I'm put this one on Flores. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Uh, but uh let's uh, let's get to the quarterback prop. All
1: right, let's go with uh Russell Wilson. Uh total passing yards. Uh was that just rust or what the what the hell was that? Um but let's see. Uh my pro, my projection right now is um 245 and a half. You going over or under that? I am at 246.
2: So it's oh, okay. <laughs> a good line. So I will go over. Yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, I'll go over. I mean, I I think it was rust only because we've seen this now a few times or quarter like Aaron Rodgers wasn't too great either. Uh, on the other side, we've seen this a few times where quarterbacks come back in uh, the first game back, you know, they're, they're a little shaky. So I think it was rust. I mean, he was playing like the best quarterback in football, you know, when he went yeah. down. So uh, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt here. I mean, he's still kind of on that low end QB one uh, range for me. Uh, he's QB 12 right now. If Kyra sits, he'd, bump up to QB 11, maybe QB, you know, nine or 10, you know, as the week progresses and I tinker with some things, but definitely a cute, a low end QB one this week. I think if Kyler plays that helps everyone involved. Cause I think then you just see more offense on both sides and there's just a need to kind of keep up with the other side. So um, I think if both, like if Kyler plays, it just helps both of those quarterbacks uh, in this game, but yeah, yeah the, the Seahawks also just, they've, for whatever reason, they've struggled to run a lot of offensive plays. Uh, You know, every, you know, in Wilson starts, they're only averaging 55 offensive plays per game. So uh, it's been a bit of a struggle to get the volume necessary too. So that's another reason I have him kind of in that, in that, you know, around that 250 range.
1: And that seemed like a brutal, uh, like brutal weather to return from a finger injury. I mean, it was freezing, snowing, like you think it'd be hard for him to get loose. uh, But I digress. We we don't want to talk about finger injuries the entire pod. Uh, yeah, so move on. <laughs> did you see
2: uh Ty Montgomery's? I think it was Ty Montgomery. Oh, did pinky? he? Oh, his pinky went like the wrong direction. Like, oh. no, if you get a chance, go look that up. It's uh, it's pretty gruesome. Uh, I, I did not see that, but yeah. it probably doesn't
1: impact uh, his playing ability. Uh, <laughs> well, no, he'll probably be out. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'm,
2: I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, he probably definitely will. They have yeah. like eight, eight, eight receivers like that they can use instead of him, so. Uh, we'll see, but uh, let's go to running backs. Speaking of which, uh, who do you like for your top five running backs for Week Eleven?
1: So, uh, welcome back to the number one slot, Christian McCaffrey. He's my number one this week. Jonathan Taylor finally got bumped down to number two. Then it's Dalvin Cook, Najee
2: Harris, and Alvin Kamara. Uh, I still got Taylor number one, McCaffrey number two. McCaffrey's a, a tough one to project, right? Because yeah. like I, he got his twenty touches or whatever, but he got him in like two and a half quarters. And then he was like going to the blue tent and massaging his, his his hamstrings and his muscles every two seconds. So it's uh, you know, that might change. He's going to be in the top five for me regardless, but yeah. whether he ends up like one or three, uh, you know, remains to be seen. You can always check our rankings and projections at actionnetwork.com. But yes, yeah, Taylor McCaffrey, Cook, Harris, and DeAndre Swift in that fifth spot, just because at this juncture, I don't know exactly. Uh, where Alvin Kamara is, you know, in terms of his status and, you know, uh, questionable. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I know that, but I mean, oh. even if he plays because Mark Ingram has been playing so well, do we get that Kamara that gets like, right. you know, 10 carries and then a, a bunch of catches or do we get, do we still get like a 15 carry plus five catch game from Kamara is, it's kind of the question here exactly. especially coming off the injury. So uh, Deandre Swift, I think it's pretty clear that, uh, he's kind of taken over that backfield. I think because they were using three backs still. So I think even if Williams comes back, remember, he was trending down in usage even before he got hurt. So uh, I don't think that will impact Swift too much. You know, over 30 carries. Um, finally had a pretty good rushing game, which has been his issue. Um, just yeah. with the yards per carry, but Taylor Decker's back. So I think that's helping. So yeah, DeAndre Swift is essentially getting that Alvin Kamara usage. So uh, <laughs> going to roll with Swift in this spot, uh, at least uh, to open the week. Uh, Who do you like for your top plays, DFSG codes at running back? Um, So, I mean, I've been waiting
1: for this week for quite some time now, but with Aaron Jones likely out, got to go with A.J. Dillon, especially at 6,200 facing this Vikings defense that has been sort of a run funnel. Uh, You know, they rank 26 in DVOA against the run. Daniel Hunter and Michael Pierce are on IR. So those are two uh, big losses uh, along the front line. So I think Dillon's going to go off here. Uh, I'm not sure how much or if Patrick Taylor will mix in. Uh, I'm not sure what's up with him, but Kylan Hill, you know, he's on IR. He'd be a guy that I think would step up uh, and be the pass catching back. But I think Dylan could be a true three-down workhorse here. So love him at 6,200. Probably will be pretty popular, though. Um, and then Daryl Williams, if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is held out another week, this is a smash spot for Daryl Williams. Um, you know, this, this should be a shootout against the Cowboys. Um, and he's sort of the best running back to have on the field because you don't know if it's a run or a pass. Um, they've been using Derek Gore in, you know, obvious running situations, Jarek McKinnon and you know, passing situations. So I think Daryl Williams uh, could go off here against the Cowboys. Um, if you know Clyde Edwards Hilaire is out again. And then I think a sneaky play, uh, a cheaper guy this week would be Naheem Hines. Um, just because this is a tough matchup against the Bills. Um, you know, the Colts, especially Jonathan Taylor, have benefited from uh, extremely positive game scripts against bad teams lately. Uh, but this should be a game uh, trailing game script against a tough uh, run defense. So I think Heinz uh, could catch, you know, five, six balls here. It could be a sneaky uh, time to play Heinz and uh, he's super cheap at 4,300. So I might
2: sprinkle a couple of Hines shares out there on uh, GPPs. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. You're ranking Taylor number two and know, you like right? Naeem Heinz. Like, it's is it's going not on? a blind
1: loyalty to Taylor. Uh, it's been due to the matchups, but yeah, this week against the Bills, he drops all the way down to running back two for me.
2: All the way down. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I like Dylan as well. I mean, uh, like you said, there's a chance he's going to get all of that usage. Patrick Taylor has, doesn't really have much experience, not really a guy. It's not like the same thing as the drop off from Jones to Dylan, which is, uh, you know, pretty small if it if exists at all at this point. And uh, there's a big drop off to Taylor. You know, maybe they call up a guy like Kereth White to play the Kylan Hill role uh, or something like that. Mm. But uh, yeah, it seems like a, could be a you know 25-30 touch game for Dylan. Uh, I think get back on James Connor here as uh, price went down a few hundred going against the Seahawks. Uh, you know, if, if Kyler's back, that's all the better. I think the better that offense is as a whole, the better it works out for Connor because remember, Chase Edmonds is on IR. So Conner is still looked really good out there. Yeah, this you know, when they got down big against Carolina, they came out at one point in the second half and just like gave Connor the whole drive. And he's just <laughs> He is just going Like <laughs> He got them like, you know, half their yardage or like two thirds of the yardage on that drive. And we've uh, capped it off with a touchdown. So still like Connor, Josh Jacobs is another guy uh, in that middle tier that I like, you know, going against the, the, the Bengals this week, Jacobs, you know, as we've talked about starting to get more involved in the past game and uh, the Raiders beat reporters seem to think that's going to continue. It seem, they seem to think that they're making a concerted effort to kind of get him involved uh, in that area. So like him there, Myles Gaskin, I think this is a good spot for him. He's obviously the leader in that Dolphins backfield, and this is a positive game script game for him, um, just like you called out a couple of weeks ago against the Texans. Uh, so love Gaskin against a team that's given up 44 points a game. David Montgomery, he's too cheap, 5,500. Oh. He got all the work, uh, or most of the work. You know, Khalil Herbert essentially was reduced to like probably the same role or even less than Damian Williams was getting uh, You know, prior to, to going down. So I think Montgomery at 5,500 is a steal. And then I'm going to go with Deontay Foreman. Uh, he looks like the best Titans running back. They're double-digit favorites against the Texans. And, uh, you know, Foreman, he's been – he got his receiving routes run per dropback went from 3%, I think it was, in, in the first game, to like 20%. So it was a lot more even. And McNichols wasn't even the like the, the kind of leader in terms of routes run. It kind of split three ways between Foreman, Peterson – McNichols. So I think Foreman this week, we could see him just take over this backfield. He's led the backfield in yardage two weeks in a row. He's like just watching the games. He clearly looks like the best back. And he was the guy early in that saints game, you know, ahead of Peterson, like it was Foreman that they were really trying to get carries to, um, you know, to build that lead up. And this is, this is one of those games here. So um, like, I don't think like if Foreman starts and then they get a lead, I still don't think you give Adrian Peterson a bunch of carries in a potential Mm -hmm. blowout. So I think there's a lot of outs here for Foreman to, uh, to lead this backfield once again.
1: Yeah, and you sort of called Foreman a couple of weeks ago as kind of the dark horse to lead this backfield. So this is the week to cash in, and this is uh hashtag revenge game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he tore his Achilles when he was on the Texans, they let him go. So um I would be surprised if he's not extremely motivated to get to uh, do well this week. And this is a perfect game script for him. Like you said, uh, his receiving usage was uh, pretty surprising. So there's a chance he's, uh, you know, a true workhorse back going forward. And he certainly looked the part last week. Um, You know, they played the Saints and we always say, you know, don't play running backs against Saints. So um, I think he could be overlooked this week, despite the the great spot. And uh, yeah, I'll have a ton of form and shares too. I think he'll probably make it on our uh, DraftKings team this week.
2: Yeah. And we got to get, we got to talk to our producers about getting some kind of listener We going with like all these obscure guys. Like, because (laughs) I mean the guys we've talked about on this pod from like Cordero to start the year to like KJ Osborne, Foreman, Deontay Harris, like all the fullbacks we talk about every show. Yeah, Dawson Knox. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, the, that was a great call. So, like, we have to kind of find a way to get like something going here, you know, to kind of pay off all of these listeners for listening to us talk about these guys. Just uh, play them in
1: DFS. That's right. That's what I've been doing.
2: <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, all right, who do we? Where are we going for our prop?
1: Let's go with AJ Dillon. Uh, so this is up on Prize Picks right now, okay. um, and they have the line set at sixty-five and a half rushing yards. Are you going over or under that?
2: See, what do I have for doing? Oh, I'm going over that. I have him closer to 77 and a half. Nice. Uh, I have him around 17 and a half carries. Uh, where do you have him carry wise?
1: Yeah, I have him right there too. Uh, and like you said, like uh, I don't know who. Uh, like I have the team projection closer like 23 or 24, and I just don't know who else to give them to. Yeah. Um. So we'll have to see if uh, Kareth White gets called up or something. But I'm just. I need to look into who Patrick Taylor is. Is that even a real person? <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, so yeah,
1: right now, right now I have Dylan at like 18 and a half carries. Okay. Uh, he just has a really high floor here. Um, so I'm, I'm way over as well. I'm around 75 and a half. So just wanted to make sure this is one of my uh, two best bets uh, right now. So just wanted a sanity check, but the, the lines seem way too low, especially given the matchup.
2: And we got this Minnesota run funnel defense yep. number six. In DVOA against the pass, we saw that on full display, uh, shutting down Justin Herbert, 28th against the run. That's a 22-spot difference in DVOA run uh, versus pass there. So run funnel defense, love Dylan's matchup this week. All right, let's go to wide receiver, Sean, top five.
1: So my top five is Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, Jamar Chase, and your boy, Debo Samuel, finally in my top five.
2: You want to hear a fun you always talk about my receiver top 5 early in the week is fun <laughs> I, think want, to hear I, I a, yeah. want to hear a fun one I, number I one, a fun one number 1 Evo Samuel <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> number 2 DeVonte Adams 3 Tyreek Hill 4 Stephon Diggs and 5 CD Lamb uh, definitely want uh, a cowboy and a chief you know in my top 5 in this in this sh- potential shootout uh, still like Diggs going against this coat zone coverage here um so you know that's that's kind of where I am early in the week AJ Brown has been disappointing, you know, and I just worry about him a little bit in, in like these, these games that the Titans are going to kind of control. Um, but, but you know, him, you can't, you can't argue with him and chase, but uh, you got to get Debo up to number one. So what's man. with
1: uh, Debo at number one? How many carries are you projecting yeah, for? Is that kind <laughs> of what is going on here? Yeah.
2: Let's see. Yeah. I think I have yeah. them for like five. percent. So I, I kind of project um, like non-quarterback carries separately, kind of like yeah. the designed runs um so it kind of helps me differentiate between guys that are like scrambling and, and kneel downs and all that stuff um so I have him for I have him for 1.1 1. 1, so that's not too crazy you know I think that's a fair fair yeah. uh amount of carries but um yeah he's he's gonna be no lower than third like for me this, this right week. you know like if if Devonte and Hill maybe jump him depending on how I project those totals by the end of the week um sure but like he's gonna be in that top three uh for me. I I just think you know, they're he's their he's their centerpiece. Like it's not even George Kittle anymore. Like you can see like Debo was lining up in the backfields, uh in that in that game against the Rams. When they when they really needed one, it was him they go to, and that's him they've been going to all all year. So yeah, love love Debo getting and band.
1: Cooper Cup is on bye, so that's why the, the number yep. one slot is up for grabs. Um, it's, up it's kind of rare we yeah. don't have Cooper Cup ranked number one, but that's why he's on by. Uh but yeah, I I'm sticking with Devontae Adams.
2: Yeah, I mean that's fair. I think he's, he's hashtag good. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, let's talk about our DFS cheat codes here. A lot of value. I I, I noticed yeah. kind of looking at the slate this week. Who do you like? Uh, well, I got to stick with my
1: boy T Higgins. Uh, he's back from the buy, uh, but instead of being fifty three hundred, uh, DraftKings is uh, raises price to fifty four hundred, um, which is still too low. Um, he should be well over six k by now. Um, and like I said, this Bengals Raiders game uh, has sneaky shootout potential. So I'm going to have, um, you know, Burrow, Higgins, Chase, Stacks, Carr, Waller, Higgins, Stacks. Like I'm going to stack this game pretty heavily. Um, so love Higgins at that price. Um, and then Michael Gallup at 4200 uh, Same thing. You know, this game is, uh, you know, perfect for stacking. Um, you know, he, he came back and he ran around 57% of the time. I expect that to. Um, go up, he's probably going to end up running 80% uh, routes run once he gets fully oh, yeah. healthy. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, Cedric I, haven't,
2: Wilson... I haven't projected like up to like 75% or so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Gallup. Yeah. yeah. In this game, yeah. absolutely. Because that's what that's kind of the percentage that Dallas runs like, you know, one, one person now, about just like between like in the mid 70s.
1: So. Yeah. And uh, Cedric Wilson only ran one route. I know he was banged up, but still, you know, I was kind of worried that they would kind of keep him involved, but that doesn't appear to be the case. Uh, and Dalton Schultz, maybe we could talk about him later, but he had a bad game. We were kind of wondering if Gallup would eat into his turn. He missed a but touchdown. He, he missed a oh, touchdown. He, Dak, yeah,
2: Dak, yeah. Dak, he was wide open in the end zone. Great oh. route. And Dak just overthrew him. And even even though Dallas was having the, like, a great game, I think it was Greg Olson. I forget who's the color commentator. He's like, you got to have that touchdown, Dak. And I was like, geez, they're not giving him any slack here. But uh, yeah, unfortunately,
1: yeah, he missed the there, touchdown. There's so many weapons, I think, at the end of the day. This is why I'm playing Dak a ton because he has so many uh, stacking options. But I think Gallup at 4,200 yeah. is a no-brainer. Um, and then my boy, Deontay Harris, at 4,200, uh, he shreds zone coverage. Eagles run zone at the third highest rate. Oh, this yeah. is a perfect spot for him. He's only 4,200, and his routes run have stabilized around 45% um, since he returned from injury. But any given week, those can jump back up to 65 70%. He was running earlier in the season. He has five-plus catch potential. This is another blow-up spot for him. So love Deontay Harris. And then either DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett, uh, they seem pretty cheap. If you think Rust Wilson is <laughs> going to bounce back this week, you have to play him because they, I think they could be overlooked. Um, I, I'm not saying that Russell Wilson will bounce back this week, but uh, th- this could be a time to buy low on either one of those guys. We know their you know ceiling is massive, so I might sprinkle in some Metcalf and Lockett because they're both sub uh, 7K
2: right now. Two things. Number one, I can't believe you mentioned the Eagles like high rate of zone coverage on a podcast before me. I feel like <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I, I say that on lines. every podcast because there's always some edge to be had, whether it's like betting. Like I think two weeks ago, it was like bet the Chargers. Last week, I was like, take the under. Like there's just always some edge fantasy this betting, is, whatever, with, with the fact that they just line up and play zone. This is both of day. our narratives
1: <laughs> combined. My yeah. my take of always play Deontay Harris. When you're exactly, right. You're right. And you, uh, you know, Players like him that are good against zone against the Eagles. So it's, exactly. it's the perfect He has to be on our DraftKings
2: or FanDuel team. That's then, that's a must. And then the second thing <laughs> is I I'm 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 guessing this is gonna be just a huge Blow up spot for Wilson because the last time you kind of dissed a player with a name, play on words, was like Nick Chump. And ever since, <laughs> yeah. ever since you called Dearness Johnson Nick Chump, yep. uh, he's gone off. Good so call. I'm hoping Russ Wilson, uh, and I hope it's not Geno. I hope that doesn't mean it's Geno Smith, though. That's Uh-oh. gonna I think we're safe, yeah. But uh, I like the calls on Higgins, Gallup, Harris, those are all and Lockett. those are all guys that I had uh written down as well. So I'll go through some of the others. Uh, amari cooper chiefs plays man coverage at the sixth highest rate cooper has seen uh just the most work of the dallas you know the top dallas receivers uh, against man coverage he's been targeted at the highest rate uh, against man versus zone so i think cooper has another big one he was kind of quiet uh took a backseat to cd lamb in the last one brandon cooks you know he's still getting a ton of targets this titans team is one that uh i think is going to you know control the game they're double digit favorites so i think cooks you know, in that, in kind of a uh, comeback mode is going to see a ton of targets. And all he needs is like one long one to really hit value. But at least he can still get the receptions. Like he's getting like 14 targets. He can still get like seven, eight catches either way. Uh, DJ Moore, you know, you mentioned it. Washington without that front seven, without that D line, really, with chase young and Mm -hmm. sweat out. I don't think they're going to be able to pressure Cam Newton. And I think he's going to get the ball to DJ Moore uh, and they're going to kind of use creative ways to get him going. Cause they got Robbie Anderson going a little bit. So now I think it's operation get, and they got McCaffrey going. So it's operation, get DJ Moore back involved. That's what the Panthers need, uh, you know, to kind of complete their resurgence and to make a playoff run. If they have more kind of activated again, you know, along with the, as well as their defense is playing, as well as McCaffrey is playing and Robbie, kind of getting a little more involved. Uh, so I think that's going to kind of be a point of emphasis this week uh, to get more going. Jalen Waddle at 5,600. I mean, again, the Jets are giving up 44 points a game. You know, this is, this guy has just been very involved in the offense. He played a hundred percent of the, of the past snaps a week ago. So Jalen Waddle second, second half of the season breakout is going to continue Hunter Renfro against the Bengals. I mean, Hunter Renfro just, he's like, he's like the new Keenan Allen almost. Like, right? it's just like, just going to dog walk defenders every game, get like six, seven catches. The yards may be there. They may not be, but he can actually ball in the red zone too. He's not, he's not just like a slot only guy that disappears in a red zone. The like Renfro Rashad Bateman starting to look like the Ravens best receiver. Um, so I think he's still worth playing. I uh, had six grabs for 80 yards a week ago. My boy, Jamal Agnew, he's like in my top 40 this week. Um, he's getting carries too. He's, another, yeah. he's like another Deontay Harris. Now he's like getting some carries. He's fast. Um, so I, I like Agnew in his spot. Uh, and then, uh, and yeah, so those, those are some guys. And like, I like all the guys you called too. So just a lot of value this week at wide receiver.
1: Sounds like you're going to be having some uh, dolphin stacks. Cause you oh, said yeah. Tua, Gaskin, Waddle. Are you going to say Mike? Oh, not, too? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh okay, I am. So just go bounce back in. off the 0
2: for 7. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I was a couple of spots lower than consensus on him last week. I think I had him tight in nine. Um, And and I think his consensus was like six. So um, I kind of saw that coming a little bit. You know, I I didn't mention that the Ravens, ever since that, like, first week, first two week, like they just got eviscerated by tight ends. They've been a little bit better against those kind of tight ends. They've they've, they've used Humphrey a little more. So Mm. I think Gesicki bounced back. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, Let's start with a guy who still needs to bounce back. Uh, Tell us about our prop.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's my boy, uh, Mike Williams. So I was doing my victory lap after week five. Thank you very much. Uh, one of my most drafted players in that wide receiver 40 to 45 range. Uh, but the past four games, it has not been pretty. Uh, he's pretty much posted a dud four games around now. So yep. what can we expect going forward? What can we expect this week? Uh, talking off a ledge on his player <laughs> prop, because I have him projected for 54 and a half receiving yards. Is that reasonable? Are
2: you going over or under that? Let me see. Cause I know I was pretty, my motto is pretty high on Herbert this week. So let me see what I got for that. Williams. That
1: could just mean Keenan Allen catches more passes. <laughs> yeah, no shit.
2: So. <laughs> uh, and then we get our Donald Parham, Stephen
1: Anderson, vulture touchdowns. That seems to be the theme.
2: Yeah. So I, I have Williams right around 58. So I'll go over yeah. just slightly. He's my wide receiver 20. So I'm not out on him uh, completely. Yet, um, you know, I, I still think he's a talented guy. They're saying his knee injury has not been the issue. We, who knows if that's true or not. Um, but either way, uh, this guy, all he needs is like one catch to kind of do a lot of work here. Um, and, and again, I think it's a good spot for Justin Herbert going against a Steeler defense that's banged up. So mm-hmm. uh, and, and he just needs to bounce back. So I don't think they're, and they're just going to like run it into that Pittsburgh front. Uh, so, yeah, like uh, like Williams slightly over here. Where, what do you what do you think of him?
1: Well, I'm hoping for over, uh, I have mine like all in all my leagues. So, uh, yeah, I was hoping you'd give me some optimism. Uh, so I'll take it. You, you betting the over here is, is all I needed to hear.
2: Yeah. Well, I feel like, (laughs) yeah, you've, you, you give me like sharper lines now. So it's like, I end up going (laughs) over, like if it's just like a, a, you know, a book, uh, I go over, I mean, under almost exclusively, if you follow me in the action network app. At Chris Raybon, you know that pretty much all of my prop big bets are are unders, and we're doing pretty well. We're doing pretty well this year, I must say. But yep. um, yeah, it's just like your lines are a little sharper, so I'll, I'll give you the true true projection. All right, uh, let's get to tight ends, and uh, who we got for our top five? We so have Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller,
1: Mark Andrews, Kyle Pitts, and George Kittle.
2: Ah, see. Uh, I've, I uh, have you updated your George Kittle with like this week's data from like last night. Cause I have, uh, Kittle, I have Kelsey Waller, but I have Kittle number three. Oh, not surprising.
1: No, these are my initial projections. Okay. Tomorrow's my first real run through. So what, what did you catch? Just.
2: No, it's just like, you uh, got rate. another five, Yeah. Cause like they yeah. only had like 20 pass attempts and he got like five for 50 in a touch. So his like underlying usage was, was very good. Um, so yeah, he's back up to like, I mean, that's how we kind of started the season. Right. Kelsey yep. Waller Kittle, yeah. So we're right back there. Kelsey Waller Kittle, Andrews Pitts, pretty much the uh, the default where, draft order. Where did uh, uh, <laughs> T.J.
1: Hawkinson go? Is he?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I think Detroit would like to know that too. I think I think Jared Goff might want to know the answer yeah. To that oh my god. <laughs> uh, he he's number six for now, but um, I might I might end up putting Gusecki over him. I just have to kind of tweak with some routes run projections. He's still running about eighty five percent of the routes per dropback, so underlying usage is good, but uh, underlying quarterback is not. So. <laughs> that's kind of the issue here with uh with tj um let's uh let's talk about some cheat codes who do we like uh this week in the uh lower salary range or just you know who do you like period for value
1: well this is the uh, well i guess for the more expensive guys i think darren waller at 6100 um stands out again this raiders Bengals game i will be stacking it heavily i think wallers do um so i'll have plenty of car waller stacks um and then you know my obligatory dan arnold mention. He's finally over 4K, though. He's at 4,100, uh, but his his floor is way too high to pass up here, and he's yet to score a touchdown this year. Um, so we've yet to see a ceiling game. So, you know, there's still time to hop on the Dan Arnold train. It's not too late. Uh, get him at 4,100. You won't regret it. Um, and then, like, way farther down the list, uh, David and Joku at 2,900 against the lions. He's just one of those like GPP flyers where we know he has a massive ceiling and a low floor. So I'll sprinkle in some Joku uh, lineups here and there. Um, You know, his routes run rate jumped up to 63% last week. That was a season high. Um, And I think with Odell gone, people are assuming there's going to be a number two receiver that steps up. That might not be true. One of their 14 tight ends might step up. So I think David Joku has a sneaky upside to become like a number two option uh, with Odell out. So love tapping is upside at a cheap, you know, price for a tight end, uh, worth a couple flyers and GBPs.
2: Talk about Deshaun Jackson. Did you see the David <laughs> Njoku hot potato touchdown drop? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like he caught it and just like immediately let it go and then looked around he's, like, wait, oops, was I not supposed to do that?
1: <laughs> yeah. He's pretty volatile. That's why I love him though.
2: <laughs> oh man. And, uh, let's, uh, I thought you're the odds maker. You just said somebody was due. I thought I thought that was like a gambling fallacy, gambler's fallacy. I no, that could be a regression. Ah, ah, okay.
1: Right, like somebody. Are re- the odds maker due to regress? <laughs> um, you know, like Remember- I, I said last week, I said Dak Prescott and Mark Ingram are due for touchdowns. So, as an odds maker, I would um, favor their odds to score a touchdown a little bit more than the market. Was the way to interpret that. Gotcha.
2: <laughs> no, I'm a hard time. Uh, speaking of
1: hard time uh, oh, the best is the, the best is when people give us a hard time for saying positive regression yeah oh, I was just I'm, aware. I'm aware i'm <laughs> aware it's redundant but a lot of people assume regression is negative so i just say positive regression to cancel the the people that think it like i'm aware that regression could be either direction i just say positive regression just to specify
2: I just, I just go with the reversion. You got it. You, you got to just, just hit him with the reversion to the mean. you just got, you know what I mean? Then they, I like and then, then they're a little stumped. Then they like kind of pause for a second. Like <laughs> uh, uh, and it's, it's technically correct. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that's funny. Cause I was just about to bring that up and then I got a side <laughs> back. Uh, but yeah, Mike Iseki, uh, I think he's in a bounce back spot. You know, the J the, Jets, the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 Jets are uh, number 28 in DVOA, their bottom five versus the tight end position. Gasicki, his underlying usage wasn't poor last week at all. He still had seven targets. He just, you know, happened to catch exactly none of them. Uh, But, you know, I think think he'll get back on the right track. This is, you know, this is a spot where... He's like he's been a, a very valuable piece to them, so I think they'll they'll make sure to kind of get him involved, make sure that embarrassment doesn't like, uh, kind of seep over into this week. And his last four weeks, routes run per drop back: eighty four percent, ninety eight percent, eighty three percent, eighty three percent. So that's up from you know he was in the low to mid seventies for the most of the year prior to the last four games. So he's his usage has been trending upwards here, and uh, yeah, he's a borderline top five. Uh, tight end this week, especially if you think you know Belichick is gonna be able to take away Kyle Pitts. Uh you can make a case for mm-hmm. Gasicki uh in that in that number five spot. So uh, really like him. Dalton Schultz, I'm still not going away from him again. He just missed out on a touchdown last week. Um, I think he you know, with his price going down, he's still running a route uh 80 plus 80 plus percent of the time, you know, 81% last week, 91% the week before. So Blake Jarwin is still on uh, the injury reserve. So I think Dalton Schultz is a, in a good bounce-back spot as well. That's how you got to kind of play it with these tight ends. Just look for the underlying usage. They're going to have these rough games. They're volatile. Uh, and then another guy I'll mention, and, you know, it's it's more of kind of like the player kind of breaking out than the defense, because I do think Baltimore has fixed some of their issues against tight ends. But still like Cole Komet uh, here at, at 3,400. I don't think they give him the Marwin Humphrey treatment or, or anything like that. I think he's still going to be – uh, a guy who they're going to kind of play a little bit more straight up with the bears and, and kind of worry about Moody and, and Robinson a little bit more. So I think Komet starting to break out here. Uh, the price is still low enough to, to target him uh, if you want to stack with some Justin Fields pass catching action. So Cole Komet at 34.
1: Yeah. I love the Komet call, especially since he had that big game before the buy. So people might have forgotten about him. Um, so yeah, he, he probably won't be too highly rostered uh, this week. So yeah, I love the Komet call. He's pretty sneaky this week.
2: All right, what are we doing for our prop?
1: Uh, well, <laughs> TJ Hawkinson, uh, zero catches last week for zero yards. Um, so we need to figure out what's going on here. And uh, I want to hear what you're projecting uh, from this week against the Browns. Um, right now, I have his projection at 46 and a half receiving yards. Are you going over or under that?
2: Okay. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, I have him right around 48. So I'll go, well, 47. You said 46 and a half? Oh, yeah, so yeah it's, Again, it's like I'm over by like a half yard, so I will I will give you the over here. Uh, <laughs> again, I, I just kind of, with tight end, I mean he's running around 85% of the dropbacks, and um, you know, I had a lot of success kind of ranking tight ends, you know, just kind of not really reacting to their highs and lows, but just kind of projecting them based on their routes run uh, per dropback, and you know, as a function of you know what the quarterback's going to do and whatnot, so obviously, Jared Goff does hold him back, and he will have some rough games, but I still think he's their top pass catcher and uh, he's running around. He's running around more than anyone else on the team still. So I still am catching about five balls, you know, averaging just around, you know, 10 yards to catch. So um, the median will be a little under 50, but uh, yeah, I'll go over. Uh, will it like
1: Jared Goff is questionable this week. Um, what if they oh, no. end up having to start uh, David Blau? Like how, how would you adjust? Would it I mean, help that's, or hurt? That's,
2: that's not <laughs> David. That's David Bling Blau, man. That, that's, that's David my dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't like at this point. I probably wouldn't say it affects anything because Jared Goff. Yeah. Like, let me see what's my what my, my like baseline yards for attempt is for Goff right now. It's got to be terrible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Goff is. Yeah, he's like under seven. So yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't really affect any. It wouldn't really affect it too much. You know, Blau would be kind of in that same range. Got um, it, okay. Yeah, but either way, like, yeah, TJ Hawkinson, he's outside that top five, I think, for, for sure. It's just how far outside is the question. Next up here on the Fantasy Flex is a segment we call Elite Entries, where Sean and I dive into the Prize Picks app and compare our player projections to the props to build some entries. We'll go with two each. Sean, start us off with your first Prize Pick Elite entry for week number 11.
1: So I am going with A.J. Dillon to rush for more than 65 and a half yards this week against the Vikings. Um, Aaron Jones is doubtful this week, so it's A.J. Dillon time. Uh, couldn't ask for a better matchup this week. Uh, the, the Vikings are a run funnel defense. Uh, they rank 26 in DVOA against the run. And, you know, I don't even know who's backing up A.J. Dillon this week. I think it's Patrick Taylor, uh, but I'm only giving him one carry this week. So A.J. Dillon should have you know, close to 20 rush attempts this week. I'm projecting this closer to 75 and a half and even that seems a bit low. He just has a really, really high floor um, this week. So love the over 65 and a half rushing yards for AJ Dillon.
2: For my first prize pick elite entry for week 11, I'm going with Eagles running back Jordan Howard under 42 and a half rushing yards against the Saints. It's pretty simple. You don't run against the Saints. They're allowing just 2.9 yards per carry two opposing running backs. The Eagles have had some good matchups on the ground over these past few weeks, but I expect them to change up the game plan here uh, this week against the Saints, and Howard is still sharing this backfield with Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell. Sean, who's your second prize pick of lead entry for week number 11?
1: So my second pick is Deontay Harris to go over 37 and a half saving yards against the Eagles. Uh, You know, Deontay Harris is the kind of guy, he doesn't need that much playing time to get a ton of catches, um, he's seen a 28% uh, targets per route run this year, which is really high. Um, and his playing time has been, you know, around the 45% routes run. Uh, th- this could go up to, you know, closer to 65, 70%. Now that he's uh, back healthy, um, and he's done really well against zone coverage and the Eagles run. Uh, you know, zone coverage the, the third highest rate. So this is a perfect storm for Deontay Harris. Another guy that I think has a really, really high floor. People might not know who he is, but um, <laughs> he's, he's a good bet to go over 37 and a half receiving yards. I'm projecting this closer to 45 and a half.
2: For my second prize pick read lead entry for week 11, I'm going with Justin Fields, over 38 and a half rushing yards against the Ravens. Steals his number in three of his last four games. The Ravens play a lot of man coverage, which means defenders will have their backs turned uh, covering receivers, which only helps his rushing floor and ceiling. And after Fields scrambled one or fewer times in each of his first four starts, He scrambled five or more times in each of his last four, five, seven, eight, and then five in his last four starts in terms of his scrambles. So uh, I think he should be able to get over this number for the fourth time in fifth game this week that is going to wrap it up for our prize pick lead entry for early look ahead week 11 as a recap Sean going with AJ Dillon over 65 and a half rushing yards and Deontay Harris over 37 and a half receiving yards I am going with Jordan Howard under 42 and a half rushing yards and Justin Fields over 38 and a half rushing yards as a reminder, Picks markets do move. So you want to get on those numbers fast in order to lock in the best ones. If you haven't created a Pick account yet, check out the link in our episode description and they will match your first deposit up to $100. Or you can visit PrizePicks.com and use the promo code ACTION10. That's action I O N All right, now back to the show. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get into our lineup building segment. We like to build a lineup on Fanduel and on DraftKings. Uh, a little tournament action, although we will get some some guys we like that we probably would play in cash games in as well. All right, let's start with our DraftKings lineup. Sean, you went first last week, so I'll go first on DraftKings this week. You go first on Fanduel. Uh, I'll also choose the flex uh, for this week. But let's start a quarterback. Uh, I'll go with Dak Prescott love, love him here at 7,200. And I think there's going to be a lot of cheaper quarterback builds with Cam Newton and, you know, maybe fields, maybe Tua. So uh, let's go, let's pay up a a quarterback and see what we can do here, uh, you know, and kind of go cheap at some other spots.
1: Love it. Um, So I'm going to just force in Deontay Harris here. Uh, Both of our our narratives, uh, your favorite, the, you know, Eagles play a ton of zone angle, uh, my play, uh, just play Deontay Harris angle. And I want to play him on a full PPR site, like DraftKings as opposed to FanDuel. Uh, So we're going to go with Harris on our DraftKings team.
2: All right. So we got uh, 55-14 on average, seven more players. I'll go with Amari Cooper here. I like him. Again, again, against teams that play man coverage, KC sixth in man coverage. Uh, Cooper had a little bit of a quiet game last game, took a backseat to Wham. Gallup, you know, kind of made his return known. So I think this is a big one for Cooper.
1: Uh, T. Higgins at 5,400. I keep saying uh, take him as long as he's under 6K. So I'm going to force that in here. Uh, Don't think that's forcing it, but uh, still love his value on DK right now.
2: And speaking of value, our wide receivers are – Cooper at 6,200, Higgins at 54, and Harris at 42. So we're looking pretty good here. Our average is 5,400. We still haven't even picked the defense, so that's going to go up. So I'm going to go ahead and just throw in AJ Doe and he's too cheap. Nice, 6,200. He'll be our chalky, chalky play uh, at running back. All right. Well, let's let's go with uh, double stack with Dak.
1: Uh, let's go with Dalton Schultz at tight end. Ooh, uh, it's good leverage. Uh, you know, I, I probably wanted to go uh, Michael Gallup at wide receiver, but, um, I I like our team so far and this is good leverage, you know, especially against, uh, Kelsey here. So, uh, I like having Dak Cooper and Schultz and I I guess CD lambs, uh, banged up this week. So, um, I think it makes sense to go with the Cooper Schultz stack here.
2: All right. I'm going to go to the defense that I just love. And I I think I said this in week one, I was like, we're going to look up and this defense is going to be one of the best ones in the league. (laughs) And that's the Carolina Panthers. I mean, they got, they're deep at corner. Uh, they can get to the quarterback. They can play man coverage, and they're going against this Washington football team where Taylor Heineke is kind of a first read guy. And if you're you have sticky coverage on a quarterback that's a first read guy, uh, I think it's going to lead to some sacks. I think it's going to lead to some picks, some turnovers. They're they're in a major letdown spot. Major letdown spot. I mean, Carolina technically is too, but Carolina's at home, and so Carolina's got that Cam Newton energy going. So uh, I, I think the letdown spot is going to be real, realer for Washington. So let's go with the Panthers at a only 2700. That is way too low.
1: Yeah, no, it's way too cheap. Um, So let's see, that gives us 6,700. All right. Well, I'm going to go with, uh, I loved your Deandre Swift call earlier. Uh, okay. Just love his upside, especially a full PPR site like DK. Uh, DK. So let's go with uh, Deandre Swift. Hopefully he gets 33 carries again this week.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, I think Jamar Jefferson, <laughs> unfortunately, uh got injured so we'll see if Williams is yeah. back. but um yeah I expect Swift to, to have a you game you game. picked
1: a good week not to do your typical DeAndre Swift under on his rushing <laughs> oh yeah so you, you jumped <laughs> off at the right time
2: <laughs> it, it was like that Homer Simpson uh you know when <laughs> me when he kind of backs into the bushes that was me when I saw that DeAndre Swift line this week I'm like yeah no good yeah good time away from we, that. we
1: knew we knew he
2: was gonna go off at some point but yeah my my two wow. unders this week on props were you know that that I, that I played on like the market not on prize picks but uh if you follow me in the app, you saw it was Adrian Peterson under that hit. And then the JD McKissick, which I gave out on convinced me, which went under by like 11 yards. So uh, had a good week with running back unders, but we got 6,500 here. Uh, interesting. All of our players, except our defense are on the road here. So let's see if huh. I, if I find it's like uh, <laughs> the flex to kind of uh, stay with that trend or we go against the grain, but 6,500, I don't want to use Hopkins. He's the only guy at 6,500. He might not even play. Uh, Devontae Smith still think you got to fade him after these two big games, you know, like it's just going to be so popular. Uh, okay. Let's see. Here. Kittle's
1: 6,300. I feel like we always go at the two tight ends though. So
2: um, yeah.
1: Lockett cool.
2: 6k. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do here? I'm going to go to a guy who I think everyone was kind of more hyped about him last week. And he only had 10 carries for 39 yards, but James Conner, I still think yeah. he's playing like a monster and we get to, save 400. So we, we are, nice. you know, we're, we're, leaving 400 on the table. So even though Connor, I mean, maybe he's going to be chalky, maybe he's not. Uh, but either way, I like, you know, this kind of lineup build here. Uh, we have all road players. So that <laughs> means like if these teams kind of get come out a little flat on the road and they're playing from behind, we might get some, some big games. Uh, but uh, yeah, like Connor here. So we got Dak at 7,200 at quarterback against the chiefs. We have our running backs. A.J. Dillon at 6,200 at Minnesota. DeAndre Swift at 7K at Cleveland. And then our flex uh, is another running back, James Conner, 6,100 at Seattle. Our wide receiving group is Amari Cooper, 6,200 at Kansas City. T. Higgins, 5,400 at Vegas. And Deontay Harris, 4,200 at Philadelphia. Our tight end is Dalton Schultz, stacked with Dak Prescott. Uh, at 4,600 at KC, and then we have the Panthers defense at home at Washington football team for a low, low price of just 2,700. Love it, oh. ton of upside in this lineup. Yep, all right, let's jump over now to FanDuel, Sean, and you can start us off here. Uh, with the first pick, uh, I'm sorry I have to do this, but I'm gonna have one carryover player,
1: and that's AJ Dillon. Uh, just because I've been waiting for this moment for quite some time uh, to have a full on AJ Dillon week. So let's go with AJ Dillon at 7k. Again, it's not like Fanduel, I think he has even more value. Uh, Cause it's half point PPR more touchdown dependent. So I uh, have to go with AJ Dillon here. All
2: right. Well then I'm just going to go with a guy that I just love his price at running back uh, as well. And that's miles Gaskin at 6,200. you talk about touchdowns, the jets are giving up 44 points a game over their last four. So I expect Gaskin to find the end zone uh, in this spot. So let's go Miles Gaskin at 62. That leaves us an average of 66.86 for our remaining seven.
1: Okay, uh, man. Yeah, I was looking at two at QB at 7K. I don't want to stack him with Gaskin, though. Um, Let's look at receiver. Ooh, A.J. Brown's a bit too cheap. Uh, Let's go with A.J. Brown. Uh, I know you're urging some caution with him. Uh, I, I get it. I think his floor is a little bit lower this week against the Texans, but he still has that sky-high ceiling, especially with Julio out. Um, and th- the Titans, you know, I think Foreman will be good this week, but if they get up big, I don't know if they're going to be able to run the ball as effectively with, without Derrick Henry, so they might just keep airing it out. So I think A.J. Brown's ceiling is still high enough to take in GPPs this week, especially at 7,200, so let's go with A.J. Brown.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's a, that's still a little too low um, for Price here, and he is he's a guy that can't score touchdowns, so. though. I don't mind it at all. Uh, I will go with uh, another guy that's just too cheap uh, pretty much across the industry. Now you got to expect this guy to bounce back with Russ and that's Tyra Lockett 6,800. Uh, that is, that's a great price to get for, for Tyra Lockett averaging double digits on the year. So uh, yeah, Tyra Lockett 6,800 that we have a 65 60 on average for our remaining five players. We need a quarterback, a wide receiver, a tight end, a flex and a D.
1: Yeah, I guess I'll go with the quarterback here. Um, Jalen Hurts at seventy seven hundred is is too cheap on uh, FanDuel, so I'm going to go with him. I'm not sure if we even need to stack him necessarily, but uh, I I think Jalen Hurts on FanDuel at this price, too good to pass up.
2: Yeah, because again, I don't think the Eagles are going to be as run heavy this week against the Saints. The Saints are allowing under three yards per carry to running backs this year, so I think you might see Hurts running around and. uh, airing it out a little bit more so like that one let's see what we got uh I'll, I'll help you out and go with the defense here let's see what we got here let's go with darren waller prices of te4 on Fanduel at 6700 he's behind kelsey andrews and kittle uh, gotta take that value all day so darren waller 6700 against the bengals
1: love it uh, let's see. So yeah, I'll, I'll do the honors of taking a defense. Uh, Panthers are pretty tempting on FanDuel as well. Uh, I'm not sure if you're a fan of going with them, but they're, they're 4,100 and they're my number three ranked defense. Um, below them is the Eagles, but uh, I'm not sure that correlates well with Hertz.
2: <laughs> so would you be uh, okay yeah. with taking, yeah, I'm uh, fine. I, I love Carolina. The yeah. Yeah.
1: I think if there were ever a time where, uh, a defense is warranted to be taken in both lineups. Now's the time. Uh, this, the Panthers are too cheap on both sides. So, love them this week.
2: Yeah. And I don't really mind ownership with defenses either. You know, roster ship, I, I think that it, it's just about nailing those few defenses that actually yeah. have like <laughs> points. And the Panthers are, are right there at the top of that list. All right. I'll let you pick the flex. Uh, we have 7150 average. Love FanDuel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, like it always seems yeah. like you have so much. So, I'll let you pick the flex. I'll go with our number three receiver, and I'm going with – I was going to go with Thielen. You
1: didn't let me guess. Oh, yeah, Thielen would be, Thielen's perfect for FanDuel, right? They'd be, touchdown.
2: To say, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. You know what? Because, I mean, the Packers have been playing good defense, but it's Adam Thielen. Like, he just – of course, touchdowns. That's what he does.
1: Yep. And last week was a squeaky wheel game for uh, JJ. I think they're trying to avoid a Stephon Diggs situation with him. Um, so I, I figured they would feel involved. That's why I was on feelings under, uh, and he just barely went over. Um, uh, so yeah, love, love feeling here. And yeah, for a side like FanDuel where touchdowns are a little bit more valuable, um, he, he makes sense here. So how much do I get for seventy two
2: hundred? Okay. You're in a good spot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's see. So receivers I have, um, I would say either Brandon cooks or Jalen Waddle. Let's see which one would make sense. So we already have Gaskin. Um,
2: yeah. Go uh, let's cook. go with
1: Brandon Cooks with AJ Brown, uh, a mini yes. game stack. Yeah. Yes.
2: Like that. All right. So that, yeah, that have 600 on the table. Um, and we have, I mean, unless we want, do we want to upgrade anywhere for that 600? I mean, let's see. Is there anyone, uh, doing-
1: like Gaskin at 6,200? I, I don't know if there were any running backs in that range that are um, worth an upgrade. Let me see.
2: I mean, you nah. can get Josh Jacobs at 68, but then you're even nothing on the table. And I kind of like have Gaskin.
1: Gaskin. I have Gaskin ranked slightly ahead of Jacobs. So yeah, that's
2: what I mean. Like I, I think we're fine unless yeah. we want to change our defense so we don't have the Panthers twice. Uh, yeah, see. but who are we
1: gonna pick? That's the uh, that's the question. I don't, see. Uh, we
2: could go. We could well Titans, Bills, Ravens would Bills. be the options. Bills could be interesting against Carson Wentz.
1: Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. Love that call.
2: (laughs) You know, I mean, Carson Wentz is like, he only has like a few interceptions on the year, but they're all of just the worst kind. Yeah. (laughs) How
1: many interceptions will he throw with his left hand this week over under a half?
2: Over. How many, how many, (laughs) how many will he throw at his own goal line this week? (laughs) Right. Yeah. See, okay.
1: I love it. Let's go with Bills. We have 200 left over. Perfect. Uh, The only overlap is AJ Dillon.
2: Perfect. So Jalen Hurts at 7,700. Against the Saints, AJ Dillon at 7K at Minnesota, Miles Gaskin at 6,200 uh, is our second running back at the Jets. And then our wide receivers, AJ Brown, 7,200 against Houston, Tyron Lockett, 6,800 uh, against Arizona, and Adam Thielen, 7,100 against Green Bay. Darren Waller is our tight end at 6,700, and Brandon Cooks is our flex at Tennessee at 6,600. then we got the Bills defense at 4,500. Hosting the Indianapolis Colts. So that those are our lineups for FanDuel and DraftKings. Hope you guys uh, enjoyed that exercise and uh, it gave you some ideas for how to build your own lineups. Again, uh, Sean puts out his tiers article uh, later in the week, so you can see uh, exactly where he's tiering all the players at all the positions. And I put out my uh, DFS matchups column on Saturday at ActionNetwork.com and FantasyLabs.com, uh, where you can get a full breakdown of the guys I'm going with in cash. And in GPPs, that's going to do it for our week 11 main slate fantasy flex podcast presented by prize picks. You can find Sean on Twitter at the underscore oddsmaker, and you can find me on Twitter at Chris Raybon. You can find us at those same handles in the free award winning Action Network app where you can track all of your bets or follow ours, including our player prop bets. Be sure to check out actionnetwork.com for our fantasy football content rankings and projections and fantasylabs.com for our DFS content tools and models. Until next time, get this money.